Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, Happy New Year to all. Show to camera, John Rich. It is 94 WIP. All right, this um, A.J. Brown article from yesterday. We're going to get into it this segment. Also, Jaws joins us at 725 today. Nick Sirianni at 840. There's a lot going on here, and obviously we're looking forward to talking to Sirianni and drilling down on, like, dude, what is going on with your football team? So we'll get to all that up ahead in the next couple of hours. Your phone calls throughout, 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Drew right now, calling us from Westchester. Hey, Drew. Happy New Year, folks. Wish it was under better circumstances, but good to uh, good to have you back. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Drew. So I got a uh, point on the defense, and then a point on AJ Brown. If I were Nick Sirianni, I would dismiss Matt Patricia and put Sean Desai back in charge. I heard I heard you guys saying earlier that Patricia doesn't have the personnel, but one thing he can do is not drop Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham into coverage. First off, it was times. only it was only six plays. I, I think that I think that issue is being a little overblown. Uh, I mean, linebackers do drop at times. It was six plays. It, it wasn't sixteen. It wasn't thirty six. All right. Okay. So that's fair. But there were five games this year where the size defense got like stops on the final drive to win the game. And I just, Patricia's run for three there. And I just don't see what he's, I just don't see what he's adding. And I think when you're struggling to get a pass rush to begin with, like dropping your best pass rusher in coverage, just doesn't. It's a, it's a, it's a, me. it's a strange decision. I will, I will agree. But again, it's, it's to me, it's I have no over- problem dropping him six or seven yeah, times. I mean, Drew, there the were game. 76 plays in that game. 76 defensively, six times he dropped. Linebackers drop. You know what? Lawrence Taylor would drop sometimes. I mean, I saw it. I mean, a linebacker does have some other responsibilities. That's part of playing a 3-4 or whatever the hell version of this you want to call it. Uh, I guess I just don't see, like, outside of playing, like, younger guys more, like what, what, Patricia's, what Patricia's adding. Well, he's, not, but, not I, I don't, but, Drew, I don't think he is, but here's my point. I don't think it matters. I mean, it, ma- it matters isn't the right word. There's... It is what it is. Guys, you could bring back Juan freaking Castillo. You could bring back Bud Carson, who's dead. Can't actually bring him back. Like, he is dead, right, Bud Carson? I just want to make sure. I would you assume. Off yeah, I mean, person, Bud Carson Joe. was like 80, 20 years, 30 years ago. Chicken. And he looked like he was 80 when he was like 60, by the way. I'm just saying there is, to me. Yeah, 2005 he passed away, yeah. so for a while. There, there's, there's just nothing you really can do. I mean, guys, 
rank the players. John, all right, Eagles' best defensive player is who? Is it Reddick or is it Slay? And Slay's mm, not even playing. Yeah. Who is it? I think it's, wow. I guess I'll go Reddick. All right, Reddick one, Slay two, Jalen Carter three. Yeah. Okay, who's four? Wow. You see the problem? Yeah. Fletcher. Maybe, Sweat, maybe Fletcher, maybe Sweat. I'd say either Sweat. I'd say they're four and five in some sequence. Who's six? I mean, Bradbury was supposed to be up there. He's clearly oh, not. Oh, God, yeah. No. I mean, Avante would be six if he's maybe healthy. Avante. Yeah, okay. Who's seven? Reed Blanken. I'm, I'm worried about Avante. Seven, though. three. Yeah, well, no. Avante really did not look no, like I, Avante. I, well, yeah, but it's understandable. But, like, seven through 15 is your problem. Well, I mean, the fact that you're not well, getting more through one through six is a problem. But yeah. seven through 15, I mean, it's it's just pick a guy. It's 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 Manny Moe and Jack. It's it's names out of a hat. It is. It's names out of a hat. Yeah. So it's it's all right. Let's get to this AJ Brown thing. Um, big article yesterday for Marcus Hayes, Philly.com, entitled AJ Brown and Eagles coaches are embroiled in a feud as the team loses its fourth of five games. So it's like, whoa, there's a headline. Subheadline. The star receiver is at the epicenter of a fractured locker room that cannot handle adversity and has little faith in its coaches. But as a leader, he should be handling it better. All right, there's a lot of different loaded elements of that subheadline. Let's go inside some of the article and some of the reporting. Well, first off, some of the um, commentary, let's say, and then some of the reporting. So it starts this way. The Eagles have a problem. It wears number 11. And that's A.J. Brown's number, not Carson Wentz. Uh, It wears number 11, and it wears headsets, meaning the coaches. And it's tearing the team apart. Now, the article pretty early on quotes what A.J. said after the game the other day. Quote, I'm not about to talk. It ain't nothing to say. It ain't directed toward y'all, meaning the media. The article says this. Here's the reporting from Marcus Hayes. That's because... According to teammates, it's directed toward the coaching staff. This is not a surprise to read this, but it was noteworthy to see it in print and to know that there are now anonymous Eagles teammates talking to Marcus Hayes saying, let me tell you what's really going on. Here's, here's a, a, a fascinating sentence from the article. Brown isn't alone in his fury. He's just the least reserved. The article, because we've seen the body language and we know the non-answers after the games. The article goes on to say, last week during a win over the New York Giants, Sirianni lashed out on the sideline at rookie Jalen Carter, edge rusher Hassan Reddick, Jeremiah Washburn, Reddick's position coach, and receiver Devontae Smith. It also says Brown wasn't the only quiet man after the game. Reddick didn't talk either. And after Sunday's loss, he didn't deny he was angry at Sirianni. The article also says, this is a Eagles player named a veteran, but not named by name, saying this about A.J. Brown. Anytime you have bad body language from a leader like that, other guys see it, and it's not good. And I'll say this and then turn it over to John, because finally the article at one point says, and we know this, last, last week A.J. Brown had said, quote, I was taught if I have nothing good to say to not say anything. 
I mean, John, there are some loaded elements in here, and this is all why I believe an 11-5 and five coach mm. who's probably going to go 12-5 and five has a legitimate shot to be fired because this feels like the loss of a locker room. John, what is your reaction to it? Again, everything I just read, everything that Marcus Hayes reported, there's nothing really surprising there, but it's alarming because, I mean, holy hell, it got bad fast. What's your reaction to all that? I was blown away by the play calling after the onside kick. I was blown away that it was Jalen run, designed Jalen run, because they had pullers out in front of them, escorting them, and then Jalen run again, and some sloppiness in there with penalties and everything else, which we've now sort of become accustomed to at this stage with this team. That's not a good thing, becoming accustomed to the sloppiness that that we've watched repeatedly now. Uh, it, it was horrendous, horrendous, horrendous having to endure. Joe. And A.J. Brown's fed up. And, James, what's your reaction to everything you just heard there? Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. It all jives with what we've seen. It's a problem. Like, it's a real issue. I, I like. He if, didn't get the ball. He no, didn't get the ball on any of those plays. They were really terrible plays. They were terrible plays. In my yeah, I'm sure he was angry. I hate that he didn't get the ball, too. One target but, in the second half. Man. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him, is the point. Like, I don't blame A.J. Brown. I, I understand where I he's will, coming I from. I will say this. I don't think it's the best leadership. I but. don't either. Believe me, I am much more annoyed at Sirianni than A.J. Brown, but I do believe both with on-field um, uh, body language. And, all, like, here's the deal. All the other players, they answer the questions, and they work around not saying what they want to say. There's a way to work around not saying what you want to say. I Could mean, there be another theory? I mean, and this is just my take because I've been astonished in the mm-hmm. two days since that, you know, the one name that comes up for no criticism is Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious because we had Jason Kelsey on a couple weeks ago and he said, you know, we, we think our, you know, our, our run blocking and, you know, maybe our plastic basket ones, but, you know, there were plays to be made. Like, there's little things that I hear being said the quarterback has regressed. Oh, there's no question. He's his best friend. So when you say, you know, I don't have anything good to say, A.J. Brown's be. a guy who talks. Hey, listen, could he be annoyed? At, at, could uh, be, but at, Marcus yeah. Hayes says he has sources that I, says yeah, he's yeah, annoyed at the coaching. It says no, in the article. I, I, agree. But I get your point. It but could I, be but I, more for yeah. sure. Well, I will say this on the keepers. They were keepers where, you know, he could have handed the ball to the running back. I mean, if you look at, I mean, at least one, but I think both plays, the yeah. ball is in the back well, of the belly. And Jalen made the decision. So maybe he made the wrong decision to well, keep it. Give him thing. a throw option here, too. Him just running out and the play's not there. He's like, all right, got to go down. No, or whatever. Like, well, why do you have a, a well, throw that, option, well, too, on those yeah. plays? But they, I think they did have those options in there. Yeah, he might have made the wrong choice is my point. He's he, making a lot I think of those it's this unlikely. Year. Yes, I agree with that. I think it's unlikely he made the wrong choice, Joe, because they had pullers out in front of him. You know, like, right. they made it most likely. I agree with you. In that situation that he would keep it. I, I because they ensured he would have the most block. I, I agree with that. He was the option that had the best chance. Yeah. Problem is with the way re- they designed it. He was it. still running an old wall because there was like thirty seven defenders yeah, over there. And exactly. it's like dude, you're they not, played it really well. You're not going anywhere. Right. I remember Tom Brady saying something last year about Jalen Hurts I found fascinating. He referred to him as having great spatial awareness. And it's like that element of his game has regressed this year. I, I don't quite know why. Decision making, um, there's a lot with Jalen not going right, but it's not the main issue. The main issue is Sirianni. 
215-592-9494. Look, your reaction to all this, Jaws, his reaction. We'll talk to him coming up next. Brandon Graham, 755. Sirianni later today at 840. Your calls throughout. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie, 94 WIP. It is time to turn to the pros at Window Nation. Now we got winters here. It's getting colder. Your energy bills are going to be at an all-time high. So now is the time to replace those old windows with quality, energy-efficient ones from Window Nation. And it's easier and more affordable than you think. Right now, through the end of the month, replace the windows in your home and pay no interest for five years. It's a great deal. And on top of that, Window Nation is also giving you 50% off all window styles. Window Nation's professional installation means your windows will fit right. So say goodbye to worrying about leaky, dirty windows and those cold drafts letting... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I mean, it's a great song, but it's not exactly, you know, uplifting. <laughs> there is oh. a house in your What happened to our football team? They freaking fell apart. They totally, totally, totally fell apart. This isn't like the Phils losing a game six and seven, which you guys know, I see it, saw that differently than a lot of people. I don't think they choked. We talk about small sample size in baseball. I mean, they lost two games. It happened to be two of the most important games of the year. But, I mean, this is a collapse of spirit. This is, this is a team broken in half. It's unbelievable. Oh, by the way, let me give you a name. I'm going to float a name out to you, and I'm going to tell you who, if I'm the Eagles, I sign today. Today. And this is a name I was against a month ago. I was, I was, I was against it a month ago. Because I didn't think he fit the blocking scheme in the team. And I just didn't think it was time to go back to the future. I now have changed my mind, in part because of the Devontae Smith injury. I'd sign Zach Ertz today. Today. And I, I, I have my expectations fairly low. I mean, guys, we've seen like five different old guys come in here this year. Looks like Shaq Leonard can't play. Byard's extraordinarily yeah, limited. But- but Zach was pretty good. And, and I, well, that's that, that's my that's my things. point. Like I think that that McBride guy that they a, replaced him with right. was super good. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, like, who would I rather have on my team the rest of the year, Zach Ertz or Quez Watkins? I'd rather Zach Ertz. 
I mean, yeah. you're you're at a point now. You don't know if you're going to have Devontae Smith in a playoff game. Yeah. You you are struggling in many ways to pass the ball. Like I need an option. I love I'm, this idea. I'm signing Zach Ertz sure. today. Yep. Today. And because I mean, look, stolen Cockatero, whatever the guy's name is, they're not much options in the passing game. They're just not. So you need to be able to pass the freaking football. It can't just all be AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard. I know they got something the other day from Julio Jones, but I don't expect much down the stretch because for 10 weeks or whatever, he hasn't given them much. I don't know. I would say I mean, maybe, but I mean. The I, fact I, that he's given them so little. Look, two touchdowns was, was a shock. There's no miles I'm on, just, on those tires for this season. I'm just telling you, I would sign Zach Ertz, and I would start working some different plays. Well, that's for sure. That that. So, anyway, just tuck it away. Let's see what they do. I did not think a month ago it was the right thing to go for it i have changed my mind with the Devonte injury and the way this team's playing football let's go to the phones jaws joins us in a couple minutes 215-592-9494 uh i'll say now what i said earlier and just kind of uh keep it short and sweet four main things stand out to me these days number one defensively they don't have adequate personnel that's obvious they have no shot with a lot of these players out there being so far below average number two the eagles offensive scheme is completely flawed it's way too simple. It's Chip Kelly-esque in its simplicity. And his defense is caught up to it. Sirianni is either unable, in, in unable, or unwilling to adjust, and that's horrible. Number three, obviously faith in the coach has eroded dramatically for many players. That's clear. A.J. Brown is it, – it's a major issue. And number four, and this is shocking to me, the spirit of the team is broken. And I will tell you this. I don't believe – James, tell me if you agree with this. You've seen a lot of Philly sports. I don't think I've ever seen the spirit of a team broken with such a good record in our lives. Wow. Um, can't fathom. No. Honestly, I can't, can't fathom. I can't even think of one close like can't to this level of, of just falling apart like this. No, I can't. I, it's a great, yeah, 100% agree. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It is so rare. I, I've told you about that team I played on in Oakland. Won the first four, yeah. lost the second four. That was such a unique situation, and and that that experience where everyone thinks that you will win the Super Bowl, and then a month later right. they all think you cannot win the Super Bowl. Like right. such a departure, there, such a strange yeah. trip, such a plummet. Right. There was a lot while you know we were obviously out the last week and a half, and again it's really good to be back, and I'm 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 excited to be here. I wish obviously different circumstances with the Eagles and playoff possibilities but one of the I don't remember who reported it but it was reported sometime about a week week and a half ago it was reported that the Eagles at 10 and 1 there was a feeling that they were a miserable team at 10 and 1 it was Howie Long wasn't it was it Howie Long who said it I don't know do you mean I uh we had you sound, mean Chris Long uh no I thought it was Howie I, I don't remember I, but I, someone, someone I, referenced them being a miserable yeah, 10 miserable. and 1 I mean it, it makes sense and I do wonder how much how and, and you know, even when they were like seven and one, eight and one, whatever the record was, there was a week we asked Sirianni about Jalen. Like, is he enjoying this? And I do wonder how much of it is that Jalen is not fun. And he doesn't exude he doesn't exude fun. Now look, we don't really know behind the scenes, but I mean he just does not seem like a dynamic um personality that would that would sort of make people 
how would you put it, John? Enjoy no, I, like, being in the being in the complex. A bright, shiny, you know, everything hey, can't look, be. I'm so excited to go walk right. in and and see Jalen's beaming face at, with a, a coffee steaming in front of him, watching tape. Yeah. What's up, guys? What's up, fellas? There were some coaches that that you knew would always be there. Some players you knew would always be there first. Yeah, they're up. They're ready to go. They're setting the example for the day. You know that that is a nice like a, like a beacon of hope. I mean, at and ten and one, you know, what, at, at ten and one, to me, it it felt like it looked like they were constipated. They were ten and one, but they were constipated. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't. How, how can you be ten and one and 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 all in that bad a, a mood? All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Because you don't believe in. Well, that's the thing. I think even at ten and one, they knew that there were major issues, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, from a scheme standpoint. And it has really, really caused a, a cascading effect now as they've lost four or five. And I think the head coach might lose his job. All right, Ron Jaworski on all this. Jaws coming up, joining us in one minute. Real Philly sports fans love the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's the only online casino and sportsbook app that I recommend. 24-7 live casino action. Plus, bet on all your favorite sports. Pro basketball tonight. Our team's a 10.5-point favorite hosting Chicago. The over-unders, 225 points. Download the Bet Parks app right now, and all your favorite casino games are right at your fingertips. Plus, bet on all your favorite sports, too. You got odds, bets, slots, and games right in your pocket. The casino comes to you wherever you are. Play the hottest online slots or play blackjack, roulette, Baccarat or Texas Hold'em with a live dealer right on your phone. It's a new year. Get winning on the Bet Parks app. It's so simple. Just download the app and you get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. Details on the Bet Parks app or at betparks.com. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 and in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, and Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Joe to Kevin John Rich on this uh, uh, Tuesday, two days after uh, the new year uh, began. And uh, let's welcome one of our great analysts of pro football. He has seen just about all of it in, in, in his years, both as a player and an analyst in the NFL. I will tell you, I don't know if he's ever seen this, though. A miserable 11-5 and team. Ron Jaworski. Good morning, Jaws. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, happy New Year, first of all. Uh, certainly not a, not a happy one, but uh, <laughs> no. let's make sure it is a good one as we go along. Should we just say uh, unhappy New Year? Hey, Jaws. No. Jaws, unhappy no, New Year, too. good things happening no, in our no, lives. I know. I know. But, <laughs> all right, Jaws, what, like, in the world happened to our football team? Yeah, that's, a, that's a really good question. And, and, and I, I can tell you, you know, I, before we get to the X's and O's part of it, as you know, I do the, the post-game show. Yep. NBC Sports, and you know we we cover the press conference, and you know when, when players come on after game and they lose, I expect them to be disappointed and you know not happy and to a certain degree angry. And and I, and I when they've had other losses, I've I've sensed that just watching the the, the facial features of the guy, their tone, and you, you kind of get a feeling, hey, they're really ticked off. You know, you lose the game. I didn't I I did not sense that after that loss to Arizona. I, I sensed certainly not that happy, but it, it was, guys were like, we were talking to those words, the standard, but they did, it didn't sound the same. Togetherness didn't sound the same. You know, it connected. It didn't sound the same. It, it, there was almost like a, a defeated, a defeatist feeling in, in, in the players' approach to it. You know, and even 
Nick, you're not going to be happy after a loss, but there was a certain it, it, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same like, hey, we are going to come together. We understand the standard. We've been hearing that now for five or six weeks, and I think we're tired of it. And quite honestly, I think the players themselves are like, mm. we just can't get this going. I, I almost sense a defeatist attitude. Hey, you're in the playoffs. you still got a shot. I still expect a little more fire from the players yeah. when they were talking to the media. So, Jaws, I, I agree. I think it's explainable, though, by the fact that they feel Sirianni's not making adjustments to unclog the offense. Um, do, do you think the offense is too simple? And do you think that or something of that nature is the main thing irking A.J. Brown? Um, I really don't know what, what A.J.'s issue is. Um, uh, the offense, I think, is serviceable, and I think for the most part, doing a good job. The problem is the defense, Joe. This defense is a mess right now. It is a flat-out mess. When you allow the Arizona Cardinals, with all the issues they have, they're looking to win in 2026. You know, that, that's, that's what they're doing. They're building a football team. They, they've cleaned house. They've got rid of their high-paid players. They're stockpiling draft choices. They come in here and beat us That's the and, and run the ball down our throat and run the ball you know, inside where we spend all our money on defensive tackles uh, when we can't tackle when we, you know, so when we can't cover, uh, when we can't blitz, um, when we don't know when to rush, you, you drop your best pass rusher in the coverage six times and Cal Murray goes six for six. The defense, to me, is the big problem right now. And if they don't correct it by this week, they'll lose the Giants. So, Jaws, I agree with you the defense is a bigger problem. I think it's a far bigger problem. But to me, the spirit of the team is broken and, and drowned because of the offensive players not believing in Sirianni's scheme. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, Manny... Well, I, I've, I've kind of felt, Joe, going into this season, I, I, I felt pretty good about the defense. Not great. I knew there were changes. I yep. was always yep. concerned about the secondary. And, you know, as guys get older, in the secondary, if you lose a half a step, well, that's, that, that's gargantuan. Uh, but I thought this offense could really come out... And, and and ring ring the red store thirty points every week. I I really yeah I really did. And they I, don't I and was, they don't do that. I mean they scored twenty four the other day. They yeah. don't do. I mean that that's that first and twenty sequence, emblematic of they are structurally flawed on offense. And they're well, not I, they're I, not I, lifting the team that requires thirty and thirty five points because of the defensive deficiencies. Yeah, and it, 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 there's certainly the legitimacy of that, Joe. But I, but I think when you say, you know, what, what's the big problem to me? It, it's not the offense, it's the defense. But it, the, the offense certainly has a ways to go. I think Jalen has been solid. He's, he's been, you know, he's had, he's made mistakes. He hasn't been as sharp as he normally is. But I don't, I don't lay it at his feet. I think he, he's, I, I think they, to a certain degree, almost think, yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna save Jalen. He's gonna win it at the end. You know, we, we the first and twenty, we're in two quarterback runs. You know, I, I don't, I don't get it. Okay, Jalen saved the game for our stupidity. You know, that's um, not gonna happen. And, and Joe, you've known me for I don't know forty years. Yeah, a long time. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big <laughs> believer in balance. And if you become one dimensional, and if you think you're gonna win the game one way, you're gonna find yourself in trouble. And I'm not saying you got to run the ball. 60% of the time, even 50% of the time. I think 55 past 45 run is, is about, well, if you look at the real good teams, what's where they are. Who are the two teams in the league with the best balance right now in 50-50? You know, Baltimore and San Francisco. So there's, there's, there's a certain belief that I have, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying this is what they have to do. 
But it, and, and, and I'd like to hear John's comment on this because, you know, John was a physical football player. And I, I, I still believe that running the football sends a message that you're going to hit somebody in the mouth. They'll get ready for 60 minutes of this kind of football. Not pass happy bubble screens and, you know, finesse type runs. But we're, we're going to win the physical matchup. And that's what's happening right now. You know, I'm, I'm literally both sides of the ball. We're getting beat up. And that, that's not the kind of football I've become accustomed to understanding here in Philadelphia. We've always been the aggressor. Uh, we've always been the attack team. And now we're kind of passive, getting hit right in the mouth and doing nothing about it. I can't believe it, Jaws. I, I can't believe this is what we're playing. Uh, how important is it, in the grand scheme of things, to enter the postseason playing your best football and how much longer till we see that with this team, Jaws? Well, we got the New York Giants, so at least maybe that we can get a little springboard action. But like I said, I just said we could lose to the New York Giants. They, they should have beaten the Rams uh, on, on Sunday if they don't, you know, miss an easy two-point conversion completion. So you're, we're going to get, you know, the Giants gave us a battle, you know, a week ago. Yeah. They're a horrible football team. Arizona Cardinals are a horrible football team. And I don't mean that to denigrate their players, their talent, their coaches. There's not a, either of those two teams are good teams right now. You know, we're losing the quarterbacks that shouldn't be beating us. You know, uh, it, 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 it's it's mind-boggling to me how far this team has fallen in a short period of time. Yeah. How often were you on a team where players were doubting coaches? A lot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I, I've I've done it myself, and I think I'm the most believer and optimistic guy. But there were times when you just get a feeling. It's not going right. It's not correctable. You know, we're in a, you're in a, a downward spiral. It's gone out of control. And there's, you know, there there are coaches that just that can save it. And there's some some that can't. I'm not. I, 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 I believe in Nick. I believe in Nick. I, I can't say the players do, but I believe in Nick. You know, he hasn't won this many games because he doesn't know what he's doing because he doesn't have a terrific staff. But eventually, the players got to show the belief in, in Nick. Not just the words. They got to go out and play. And they got to be coached up to the standard they talk about. Well, Jones, I agree with that, but he's got to do things differently. He can't just keep running the same plays on offense. I mean, is, is are they like? Can Jalen Hurts? Can Jalen Hurts be under center? I'm not, I'm I mean, not disputing that at all. And, and, and you got to you got to have your setup plays too. Some plays aren't going to work, but you're you're probing a defense, trying to find a weakness, giving them a new formation, giving them a new yeah. look. How are they going to adjust to it? I, you know, I I've been around the league. With too many teams, too many coaches, covered the game so long. These, these coaches are working 18 hours a day, you know, probing defenses, probing offense, trying to find something to put their players in a position to be successful. They're putting the time in. They're putting the work in. That part I'm not questioning. But they're not They're not being successful. That That's the question. Are they making the right moves? Yeah. Are they working smart, not just hard? And I would say I'd be more concerned about how they're working rather than the hours they're working. Just Sirianni, let's get to this point regarding his future, and let's let's put this in a in a Lurie conversation. So Lurie fired Andy after Andy had made the playoffs. I believe it was nine of the prior twelve years, uh, thirteen total years, but nine of the prior twelve. Um, he fired Chip after fifteen games, after consecutive ten and six seasons. He fired Doug, who had made the playoffs three of the prior four years and had won a Super Bowl. Do you believe, given Jeffrey Lurie's track record, that Nick Sirianni will be coaching for his job in the next two weeks? Like, if they lose to Tampa, there's a legitimate chance Sirianni is gone. 
Well, I, 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 you know, based on what you just said, Joe, and the history that we have all known, I, I'm sure there's always that possibility. I, I doubt it very highly, but with this business is crazy. You know, it's all about winning, and it's all about performance. And so I, you know, I, I think it's highly, highly doubtful. As I said, I, re, you know, stake my, my, my stake in the ground. I think, I think Nick's overall has done a really, really good job, built a good football team, but it has some cracks right now. And we'll, yeah, you know, we're going to get to the playoffs. And, and if you look at the playoff picture, I'll be optimistic here for a second. You know, the seven teams that'll enter the playoffs, you know, each one of them has a chance to win it. They really do. And each one of them has a chance to lose it. it, it it's that simple. There's going to be such parity in the NFC coming into the playoffs. Any team can get to the Super Bowl, in my opinion, out of the NFC. In the, in the AFC, I think Baltimore is the, the, the odds-on favorite to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. But I think in the NFC, it's wide open and anything can happen. Jaws, would you sign Zach Ertz to try something different? And if Devontae's out, give Jalen another option in the passing game? No, at, at this point, you know, I, 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 would, I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. I'm surprised no one has signed Zach, particularly Baltimore. Uh, who is still in need of a tight end. Hard to say they need it. They really need one, but they, they've lost their starting tight end. Um, so that, that's where I thought Zach would go. But I think it's, it's not moves that are going to make the difference right now, Joe. Uh, these, there's still a, a bunch of talent on this team. Uh, there's good coaches on this team. Somehow they've got to get out of this downward spiral. I, 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 I don't have the answers. I don't know what's going on in that locker room. I don't know what's going on in practice. But, you know, there are obviously some things when, you, when, when you're – when your draft capital is used for defensive linemen the last two years, first-round draft choices, and you can't stop the run, something is wrong. Yep. Something is wrong. I don't know if it's the scheme, conditioning, uh, attitude, but there, there's no way the Arizona Cardinals come in here and run the football between the tackles like they did in gas, just like they did. Yep. And that, that gets back to my running, my running part of the physical nature of football. If you don't have that physical nature and you get dominated, you're not going to win. Yep. And we're getting dominated. That's right. Jaws, um, if I said great stuff, you know I'm talking about your commentary, not the Eagles, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 Joe, I, I'm as I'm upset as everyone right now, yeah. and you know, the the secondary has been a sieve right now. And when Kyler Murray and guys like that are are, are, are knifing you up like that and slicing you up, uh, something something's got to be done. So, and and I, I I see a lack of communication. I see guys before the snap waving, yelling. They're, they're just Maybe you just got to get back to the basics of fundamental, you know, and, and, and make sure you don't make mistakes and allow people to be because of the fundamental errors you're making. Jaws, Jaws, the one play that just bothers me, I can't understand. It was Keely Ringo standing flat-footed. It was, he, it was a touchdown, gets beaten across his face. I understand that he's not good. I just, I just couldn't figure out like why you wouldn't move in that situation I, like that that looked like some of the most crossed up like overburdened young football mind cramps that, that that's like exactly what i was looking at there correct you, you mean on a touchdown pass yes that, that, yes. that one because he got he, he he definitely got flat-footed on that one there's oh. no doubt of that and that's that comes to technique but actually i i I think Kelly Ringo has a good upside. You know, he's hey, he's going to get burned a little bit. He's going to have some. He's going to have some issues. But I think the guy's got a, a, just good God-given talent to play the position. Eventually, I think he's going to be a pretty good one. I hope so. I hope so. Josh, happy New Year to you, and uh, thanks, my man. We we'll, we got a lot to discuss All right, in twenty twenty four. The plus, and let's get on a roll. Got to find it. some optimism. All right, Josh. Thanks, man. Right. Appreciate it. There he is, Ron Jaworski. Let's get to today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's not 
brimming with optimism. It's brought to us by Armand Chevrolet of Ardmore. Enjoy the holidays in a quality certified pre-owned vehicle from Armand Chevrolet. Find new roads to Armand Chevrolet. Visit ArmandChevy.com. Today's question, do you think there is a legitimate chance Nick Sirianni will be fired after the season? Yes or no? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Seltzer, if they lose in the first round at Tampa Bay, or the Saints, or whatever team it's going to be, is he fired? I think there's a chance he gets fired, but if you're asking me do I think he will get fired, I will say no. I will say yes. I will say yes. If they lose he could. in the it's wild card possible. round, I say I mean, he gets it, but, fired. I mean, just think about the fact that, and I know, look, there are— It's I'm not, not a record issue. I, it's a spirit issue. I get it. I get it. But, like, in terms of the way it looks to the rest of the league, I mean, the guy went to the Super Bowl last year. I know. That, yeah. I mean, it would be literally— unbra- When they fired Doug, it was the quickest the Super Bowl winning coach ever been fired. Like, this would be unprecedented. I no, yeah. I, so, I agree. And but- I, so, like, I'm not saying it won't. It can't happen. I just don't I don't think it will. But you know what does come back into play, James? We spent some time last year talking, and certainly in the offseason, a decent amount of time talking about, is Sirianni, I don't want to say simply, but largely the beneficiary of a great roster. Well, and also I think you this, know, I like, think you're underrating the Steichen thing and a, a beneficiary of having a, a, a offensive genius with him, like and having that guy design the offense and that guy call the plays. I think that's the biggest loss. I really do. I think Steichen is the biggest thing they lost. But last but week. even if that's true, I don't care. In that, oh, I know. I'm not. I'm like, not. Yeah, I agree. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, it's it's Sirianni's job to know how to adjust. To defensive adjustments. And that is the thing, guys, I keep coming back to that reminds me so much of Chip Kelly. It will come back to what the what Lori and what Howie Roseman, if they none of us really know who calls the plays. Is it Nick? Is it Brian Johnson? If they know that this is Nick's offense. Well, which and, it which it is by design. By Listen, design guys, but, Nick Sirianni during the week is not spending more time on the defense than no, the No, he's offense. not spending any time. He, he, it's yeah. just it is his offense. Yes. So if they believe that he can't fix the offense Correct. and a quarterback they handed $250 million to, yep. he will be gone. I agree with you. I do. I, I I think if they do not pull out of this nosedive quickly. Uh, and by the way, even if they As beat Baker Tampa Mayfield Bay. is playing good football, by well, the way. Like yes. that, well, until and, yesterday he was. Yeah, I don't or two days ago, defense, whatever. They they have been good and smart. And and what they do is part of what gives us so many problems with those, you know, the new looks. The new defensive looks, you know, unique to this year that we just can't seem to. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Ken right now in Cinnaminson. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, friends. How are you? Happy New Year. I happy mean, Year, frustrated, Ken. but happy New Year, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it's coming to grips with the fact that the, the Eagles have two games left in this season, which I don't think any of us expected to be saying, uh, you know, a month and a half ago. Right. Maybe three, uh, two or three, but <laughs> even if they beat Tampa Bay, I think you could get fired. I really do. Because if the Joe, players don't believe in them anymore, that is – I've been saying this for for a few weeks. I don't see a team that's capable of beating anybody right now, like literally anybody that gets paid to play football. And they basically proved that on Sunday because that's a a legitimately terrible football team. Like, to Jaws' point, they're not even trying to win. 
So, um, and you hear everything. But that you team hear played from, well. They did play hard and well. Like I mean, they, they James are Conner, not a good team by record, but they played tough. Kyler Murray and James Conner played really good games. They really I, did. Not, I, I give both not, those guys a lot of credit for the way they played. Not taking anything away from them. They did. They played hard, and that's part of the problem. They played harder than the Eagles. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> everybody wants to fire the offensive coordinator. Everyone wants to fire the defensive coordinator. Everyone wants to fire the head coach. Everybody wants to blame the coaches. Nobody wants to point. No, nobody wants to look at any of the players, and in particular, nobody wants to look at where the where the biggest investments have been in terms of the players. You know, it's fine to go ahead and say, you know, let's let's <clears throat> let's blame our our bargain basement linebackers that you know that we hired off the street when they were getting ready to fill out applications to go you know go to trade school and stuff like that. Um, but but what about where the money's invested? Yes, yeah, so you're, ta- you're talking about sweat. You're talking about, uh, and I'm also talking about Bradbury. And Hurts. the two hundred fifty-five yeah. million dollar quarterback, who who on that on that next to last drive, what I saw there, and Joe, you've been alluding to this for a while. I saw I saw a, a, a philosophy. I saw an offensive. I saw I saw a head coach that was more worried about the quarterback turning the football over in that situation right. than he was about going down and scoring a touchdown. And you know you could say all you want about the play calling, but when when the offense can't afford to even have two bad plays in a row that stalls a drive because the defense is incapable of doing anything and the level of effort that you see out of that defense it's just inexcusable it's inexcusable they get constantly out leveraged all day long i don't know if the, i don't care i'm with you on everything you said except i don't know if it's a lack of effort defensively i think the players just stink well, I think a lot of the players stink. Yeah, but you know, from an effort standpoint, you know, John can speak to this, you know, as well as anybody. But any any coach you ever talked to over the life of your, uh, over your life of of being anywhere around football will tell you that tackling is basically effort and attitude. So when you see missed tackles all over the field, when you know, if if you're not just deciding, I'm getting this guy on the ground, then and and that's what you see. You and, see, and, you, now, you know, and, and listen, and Ken, great phone call. I mean, a lot, a lot of really good points. There, there's, there's, there's some there. I'll, I'll agree with some of that. But I mean, like Shaq Leonard looks like he can't play. Byard looks like he's pretty much cooked. Bradbury's totally cooked. And then you got about ten guys back there that aren't ready for prime time. I mean, remember in 2018 when the season basically got saved? I mean, in part because of Nick Foles, but in part because he had defensive backs that no one had ever heard of that actually came in and played well, like Cravon LeBlanc. Like, they were in a Cravon LeBlanc situation, except instead of Cravon, Cravon LeBlanc coming through the door and, and, and doing good things, they, they got and like – Avante Maddox. And Avante Maddox was one of them that year. They, they, I think he was that year. They, they have just like five or six random guys that are just getting cooked. They're just they're – just, they're just, I, I don't mean cooked old. I mean cooked like they're getting beat. They're just not good. And, and, and then the killer defensively, obviously, and, John, you pointed this out earlier, and it's so true, the front four not getting home. It's like, you know, when I talk about the, the team, the, the, the defensive deficiencies talent-wise require the front four to do their job and do it well. And then when they don't, it's like, well, then you just really have no shot. You just have no shot. And by the way, the A.J. Brown thing, let's get to this, because Sirianni talked yesterday. It was a great question in the press conference. And obviously, when Sirianni's on with us in about an hour, we'll, we'll ask him about the A.J. Brown thing. Now, I think Sirianni... He doesn't totally take it on here, but I'll say this. He does not dimi- uh, dismiss the premise of the question. 
it's a notable answer from that standpoint. I mean, when he's asked about like what's going on with AJ Brown and you, it's it's not like he's acting like everything's all honky dory because it ain't. Here's Nick Sirianni yesterday on the AJ Brown thing. Nick, do you know why AJ Brown is uh, frustrated or upset? Have you have you spoken to him? And, and can you can you convey to us what's going on there? Uh, you know, obviously, I don't want to speak for him, um, but it, you know, obviously. When you have a, a dynamic playmaker like AJ, he's going to want to change the game at all times, um, and he's capable of doing that at all times. And and so again, I don't want to speak for him, but you know, obviously, we're all frustrated. Um, you know, we're all frustrated right now, especially you know coming off that loss yesterday. And so you know, the fr- you know, you want to be able to have fun, you want to be able to do all these things, and 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 you know that football brings. But sometimes it's hard to have fun and hard, hard to find the enjoyment when you're in a rut like we are. Um, but you know he's always going to want to he's always going to want to change the game because he knows he's capable. And that's you know that's just him being the the playmaker he is. I know this like, I, and I've said this to you guys on the record, off the record, all, all everything that there's nobody that is as good of a teammate. There's nobody that's as good of a person um, as AJ. And shoot, uh, you know he's one of our very best players, and one of the you know, best players since I've been here uh, in the past three years. So um, I can't say enough good things about him. We're all frustrated, I think, and I don't want. And again, like I said, I don't want to speak for him um, on anything. Right, a couple things to respond to from that. First off, not a denial, which is good that it's not a denial, but it's not good that like the issue is the issue. Number two, I, I will say, while I'm much more annoyed with the Sirianni thing than, than the A.J. thing specifically, uh, the nobody's as good a teammate as A.J. Brown thing doesn't resonate with me anymore. You can't be that demonstrative. And believe me, I'm not looking to take a bite out of A.J. here because I think Sirianni's a far bigger issue. But A.J. has also got to act a little bit more like a pro, both on the field demonstratively and then off the field with, like, like – you can't tell like everybody else answers these questions and they walk around the issues and they find a way to answer the question, walk around the issues when he doesn't, when he refuses to speak after the game, that's not being a good teammate. That's, that's actually shining a brighter light on the situation because he just, just chooses to not speak. And it's like, well, okay, then there, there's a bigger issue than, than we know about. And you're, and, and, you're, and, you're, and you're compounding the issue. Yeah, making making more of a distraction yeah. for your teammates and your team and, and totally. your coaches. And totally. uh, I'm surprised that I'm surprised that this isn't like shut down. This needs to be like kiboshed. It wasn't handled, John, because in there, McLean asked him if he spoke to him. At no point did he ever acknowledge that he's actually spoken to AJ. You're talking about Sirianni. Sirianni. Yeah, I thought felt that was interesting. Well, we'll in his ask answer. him. Yeah, I mean, we will ask him today. Ask him. What's up with those two guys? Um, I, I know this. It, it looks particularly bad when the head coach's whole thing is about connecting. See, the main thing I wonder. The main thing I wonder is is ha, has AJ Brown given suggestions to Sirianni or other members of the coaching staff, and Sirianni's just ignoring it. I'm sure that he talks about plays that he likes. Plays where he's open. That's what receivers do. I would do that. As a fullback, I would talk about that with my coaches yeah. on the side. That's what I think's going on. I think the heart of it is not, hey, give me the ball well, more. I'm not saying look, that's not there's a There's a lot more at work here than just I know. that. Because I know. This, this is But I think A.J. Brown sees a broken offense, and he wants to try to salvage it while there's still time. And he's saying, Coach, why don't you do something different? Mm-hmm. That, that, to me, if I had to guess, 
is the heart of the matter. Let's go to the phones. Brandon Graham will join us coming up shortly. Chris, Chris in Ocean City right now. Good morning, Chris. Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, Chris. Um, so, I, I got to be honest. I, I think that too much has happened with Nick at this point. I think he's a dead man walking. And I think the mm. only recourse is for him to go because if you have your star players that you have $100 million invested in, clearly and obviously lacking confidence in your leadership, you can't bring that back. And then with AJ, let's not pretend like Jalen's not the godfather of his children. So if you think that AJ feels a certain way, it's not that far of a stretch to imagine that Jalen probably feels similarly since they're so simpatico. So if AJ's feeling this way, I imagine Jalen probably feels some of it too. I would agree. So how, I would agree with you on that. So so how can you move forward with a leader that your yeah. star players don't believe in? I just can't believe that we're that, I can't that either. Here. I just, I just, I, Chris, Chris, like, doesn't it remind you of Chip a little bit with all that success the first two years on offense, and then year three it just hits a brick wall, and that's it. It does, and and also the the feeling of finality that I have. Like it's not like a like a thought, like oh, like I wonder how long Nick's going to be here. That's a thought I had after San Francisco. Now it's a foregone conclusion. It's just like with Chip. Like once it's done, it's done. Like once the horses are out of the barn, you can't get them back. It's yet. hard. So it's very, very hard. It's just yeah. so sad. But anyways, I miss you guys and happy new year. Thanks, Chris. And, uh, I look forward to continue to listen and call when I can. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the Thanks, call. Chris. You know, another thing as it relates to next year, because I am starting to think about next year, both who the, who the coach will be, who it should be, but also who's going to be here. I mean, there's a chance next year is a tremendous transition year. I mean, guys, if you really think about it, I mean, first off, let's let's deal with this reality. Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox may have all just played their final game ever at Lincoln Financial Field. Okay, there's a really good chance one, two, or three of them just played their last game ever at home. So that's sad. Number two, I mean, they have a massive decision to make on James Bradbury. Enormous. He is brutal. But if they cut him, James, how much is it to get rid of him? $17 million dead this year and $12 million the next year. All right. So $29 million dead cap over the next two years to get rid of him. So you got that issue. You got the Slay issue. I mean, Darius Slay, it's like on one hand, he's a good player. On the other hand, he seems like a pain in the ass. And by the way, he's declining. I mean, it's not like he's what he was three years ago. So you got to figure out that issue. Then you could have a Hassan Reddick contract issue where Reddick's like, all right, one year left, let's go, pay me more. And they're going to be like, yeah, but you didn't play like anywhere as good as you did the prior year. So why are we going to pay you more? Then you got to figure out Jalen issue on offense. So, I mean, there, there's a lot, man. There, there, there is a lot. There is a lot going on. 